There we go. All right. Okay. Well, hello. Hello, everyone. I can't see. There's some faces I can't see because um, I think the cameras are off. Got a few people, which is great. All right. So um, welcome to. Can you, I can't hear myself. Is that I, I won't hear myself through this, will I? Oh, here we go. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Getting there. Can I hear myself? Yeah, that's better. That's better. It's clearer to me now. Um, all right. Well, look. Um, we'll crack on because obviously um, some people are joining might just join us in a bit, but. Um, Welcome to this freelancer workshop. Um, oh, so, so obviously when you've joined, you're going to be muted. So you're all currently muted um, just to help with audio so that, we, that it's not a bit of a mess. Um, you know, and we want to make sure that the audio is clear for everyone. So when, when it's time for us to open up the conversation, we'll sort of throw to people and um, you can email. If you want to email something through a question um, or you want to raise a point or you just want to comment, so just drop an email to hello at createandcast.com and we'll pick it up immediately so that we can go, all right, no, Dan's got a question, let's, let's speak to Dan, or Dan's got something to say, let's speak to Dan, for example. Um, all right, so um, look, we really look forward to everyone sharing their sort of thoughts and ideas on how to push forward during this industry shutdown. I know it's affecting a lot of people from freelancers to artists to um, people that run um, events, um, to retail and there's a lot, you know, to, to brand agencies, everyone's suffering from this. Um, so my, for those that don't know me, uh, my name's Mike Worsley. I've, I'm a TV producer, director by trade, um, worked on shows uh, over in Australia and in England. The most recent ones in Australia would be stuff like Ninja Warrior, Australia's Got Talent, um, those kind of shows. And I set up my company, Create and Cast, uh, which I sort of been full-time with for the last year and three months. And um, I've been doing a lot of branded content and commercials and music videos. Um, and it's sort of very small but consistent sort of gigs um, and gigs that I go out and find and create. Um, and uh, I have recently had all my business go. So I know that I'm not alone in this. Um, we're also here, this, this, this is brought to us uh, by uh, friends of ours who we work with at Undefined Media. So we have Jim Wilde. Um, here. So hi, Jim. I'll throw to you in a second. And we also have um, Cooper Silk, who runs Radio Hub AU, who's next to me. This is Cooper. Um, so I'll let everyone chat in a second about what they do. But basically, the purpose of this is to collaborate. I think at the moment, there's never been a greater time for us creatives and freelancers to collaborate. It's really important that, you know, we're not major production companies. We're not supported by this infrastructure of, um, you know, big networks that are, you know, might be sent home, but they're still getting paid. Um, you know, we're on the front line and we're on our own. So we really, it's, it's really important now. I think collaboration is king for us to share resources and for us to all talk about how we can move forward and make content. So I'm going to get Jim to speak for a moment and Jim can just sort of introduce and explain what he does. You there, Jim? Uh, yes, I am. Hey, hey Jim. Everyone hear me? Cool. We can hear you, Jim. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, I'll just do a very quick intro. Um, my name is Jim Wilde. I run a company called Undefined Media. We specialize in uh, video content and live streaming. And uh, yeah, so thanks to Mike for setting this up. Uh, really looking forward to having a chat to you guys today and seeing what we can, uh, seeing what we can hopefully work out with everyone. And um, I'll just speak on behalf of Cooper. So Cooper runs Radio Hub. Um, I had the very, very great pleasure of working with Cooper on uh, a Amazon Audible series we did on dating, which was very eye-opening for all of us. I think we learned more about sex than I'd ever imagine because we had a sex expert as our, as our host. And Cooper's facilities are in Alexandria. It's Radio Hub. They do some of the most 
they do, you know, New York Times, they do podcasts for New York Times. They do some fantastic work. Um, so they are a facility here that are very kindly given up their, their time today to help us do this for all of us. Um, yes. So, um, so look, I'll get into it. So like, like I said, there's never been a time, a greater time for collaboration than now. Um, and sharing resources. I read an article recently, which I which I thought was absolutely spot on. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen Netflix's Cheer. It's a fantastic show, but it's it, essentially Cheer is about um, the most successful cheerleaders in a university, a college in uh, Texas, and they are the they are the most successful cheerleading team in America. And the whole point of this team is to be the best and and stay the best. And what the article basically said was. Netflix's cheer reminds us that the purpose, uh, that 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 purpose, sorry, Netflix remind Netflix cheer reminds us that purpose is what drives small business to success, and small business is all of us freelancers, sole traders. So what they're referring to is the fact that everyone needed to succeed or they didn't make the team next year. So it's a bit like us, like we need to make content or we're just not we're going to be forgotten when no one's going to come to us. We need to be collaborating and making stuff. Um, so the key thing there is that everyone on that team had a sense of purpose. Um, and if you get your team right and share the same passion, you're winning. So for me, I've always found that with creating cast, um, it's relied on passion, pa you know, passion and loyalty to the cause. So yes, I've had friends work with me who are exceptionally talented creatives and other exceptionally talented creatives, exceptionally talented creatives, sorry, that have become friends. Um, and all of these people, whether I knew them or not before, uh, had a total unrelenting passion for the cause, for what we were making. And I think that's really, really important. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned earlier, Creighton Cast has lost all its funding. We've lost all our gigs. We lost the commercials we were doing, a brand of content series, all this amazing stuff that we had lined up. Some of it was repeat business. Some of it was new clients who, who knows if they'll ever come back to us. Um, you know, I, we had over 25 crew um, sort of penciled in to work with us and we had to tell them that there was no more work. And I'm sure that that was one of many phone calls that those guys got. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, sh a shitty time for all, let's face it. Um, so it struck me immediately that we need to consider ways for broadcasters and brands and ag agencies to feel confident in making content that drives their business. Because, for example, retail, uh, one of our retail clients, YD Menswear, they pulled the plug because their pro projected sales were going to drop so much. They couldn't justify the spend on content. Um, but obviously, they still need content to drive their sales. So it's a double-edged sword. So it's instead of doing a branded content series, we're trying to think of ways in which they can make content that doesn't um, that that's easy, that's safe, um, and uh, reliable to get um, to get results for them. Because at the moment, everyone's sort of a sitting duck, and no one really knows what to do. So um, you know. I've spent the last week collaborating with creatives, people, some people that I've never collaborated with before and some people that I have, um, you know, started the week last week crying with my dog in a cafe with, you know, no gigs, no money. And at the by Friday, uh, me and a couple of very amazing creators pitched a show to BBC. So who knows if it's going to be taken up, but we managed to get that meeting. And I think... Um, it showed that you, you know, that by getting together with people that I hadn't gotten together with before, things can happen. People have contacts. You have an idea. Someone else has a contact, uh, and it brings people together, and you can you can get into a situation where content can get made. Um, so yeah, ideas. So I think the big thing here is what ideas do broadcasters want. Now I know in London, uh, I spoke to a few people in London over the weekend who I used to work with on shows like Saturday Night Takeaway, big, um, you know. Alan Carr's Chatty Man, those kind of big shows. So they're kind of in the know. And they were telling me that clip shows, everyone's frantically pitching clip shows because they're easy, they're cheap, they can be made remotely, 
and um, no one really has to interact in person. So it's like the perfect kind of format that um, networks are going to be paying for because it's easier. They can guarantee there's no safety issues. They can just everyone could be done. Everything could be done online. So I'm sure we're about to see an abundance of clip shows coming on air and um, or that kind of that kind of format. Um, live TV without audiences, you know, what works? They're kind of people are wanting content that shows that we, you can have a studio show that, that doesn't rely on having a live audience. So as Antidex Saturday Night Takeaway, the biggest live entertainment show in the UK, just did that at the weekend. And instead of having a live audience, they had a screen behind them and they'd Skyped in loads of audience members to make it feel like people were watching. So is there, is there ideas in that? You know, the technology is there and it's wildly underused in the most part for these shows because they don't need it because they have people there. But what, what other ways can content be made that involves people that don't need to be in the same room? Um, and lastly, pay-per-view has been around for quite a while, but I'm jumping on board the idea of donation per view. So we've created a concept for a show that we're going to trial on Saturday night. And it's a donate per view event. So we're working with a budgetless production. We're doing this in conjunction with Undefined Media. Uh, it's a budgetless production. Nobody is getting paid to work on the show until we find out, until we look at the donations and we split the donations of the, of the people that have watched the show between the crew. So we don't know how much we're going to earn, but it could be a hell of a lot. It could be pittance. Who knows? But it's, we're, it's a guaranteed way that we're going to try and get some money. And I like the idea of donate per view because it, it stops people from wanting to, the, the, the block and the stigma of having to pay to do something, like paying an entry fee to a club. You know, oh, I don't want to pay $10 for that. But, oh, I could chuck a couple of dollars down and watch this. So it's an interesting idea to get people watching content. Um, and with regards to that, that, that goes to cash flow. Um, you know, I don't think at the moment people are going to be able to have that much weight in their industry rates. But one thing that worries me, and I don't know if this worries other people, is if we start dropping our rates now to get just to get any gig, it's going to set a precedent. So and why should we be doing that? Because no one else is having to do that. Um, you know, why as freelancers should we have to drop our rate? So therefore, working on a percentage base is the great alternative. So I can say, right, my company gets 20% of this broadcast cut. If we have 10,000 viewers and they're all paying $10 to watch our show, that's $100,000. My company gets $20,000 and the four people that I work with that work for my company to make the show get five grand each from that. So that's, that's the business model of doing donate per view. I think it's very simple. I think it's very smart because then everyone's invested in the show. Everyone is wanting to make the show the best it can be. It's in everyone's interest because unless you, unless we, if we do, if we, unless anyone bothers, we're not going to have a good show. So it's an interesting way of working. Um, you know, the budgetless production, it's unheard of. Uh, well, I mean, I know a lot of people have done work for free with their mates, but right now working for free isn't really an option for any of us because we're unemployed or we're not getting our gigs in and we're not getting paid. Um, and then it's thinking about where these things can happen, spaces to attack, live music, artists, comedians. Um, you know, everyone's live streaming from their homes at the moment. Venues are closed. It doesn't mean you can't use them. You know, if you're adhering to the rules, if you're adhering to social distancing and for uh, having, an, you know, your crew within the four square meters confined space of, a, of, a, of an area, you can still make content. So it's just coming up with those ideas. So um, I think it would be interesting to see what, what people here are thinking of doing in terms of this, if anyone's coming up with any ideas. Does anyone want to have a... Just get them to raise their hand. Have a chat. You want to raise your hand? I think it might be quicker to do that. 
Oh yeah, Kyle. Let's Kyle. hear from Kyle. Um, so Kyle works, I've worked with Kyle actually. Nice to see you, Kyle. Can you hear me? Hi, yes I can. So a bit about me, I work at FlickFS as a marketing assistant. Our whole tour has been post. our whole national tour has been postponed. Thank God our FlickFS actual festival was in January because we dodged a bullet there. Um, I've just speaking to, been speaking to a couple of friends because I'm currently a first year BA student at Australian Film, Television and Radio School, which has just recently been closed because of coronavirus, which is terrible. Um, so we're looking at doing some sort of queer based talk show, lifestyle show with another person I go and do the BA with. So we're looking at using Instagram TV and we're going to have like a little powwow sort of like brainstorming session mm -hmm. today on Google Hangouts. We're just going to be like, hey, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Yeah. How's it all going to work? So are you going to be, in terms of monetizing that, obviously, are you going to be asking for donations? So when people watch this, are you going to have a link to PayPal? Are you going to be asking people to donate to watch your show? I mean, I think we're right now, because we're all in a very specifically kind of we're all like first year students. So we're all just trying to get our work out there. Mm -hmm. And I think Instagram TV, like what we've seen in the news about like Broadway and movies and all that sort of stuff is I think it's for us just about getting the work out there. And then if we can actually start having something, then we can take this when the world does go back to normal, we can take this as a proof of concept, whether it be to someone in the industry, to one of our tutors and say, can we actually shoot this and make this happen? for more of a real thing than just uh, here it is in our bedroom right now shooting. I think that's good. I think at the moment that that sort of is an example of using the, of the using your time wisely, right? So it's, which is something that's really important to all of us right now. So, you know, for me, I think you have to have an excuse, number one, to get up in the morning because <laughs> at freelancers, we, we tend to, we work crazy periods, short term, mental hours. And then we have no structure, no routine. So getting up in the morning, I mean, I have my dog that gets me up in the morning. I have to get up and take him out for a toilet. So that gets me up. It's getting up and then getting engaged with the day and starting to write ideas. Um, so best use of time is, is such a, an important thing right now for us all to be using. Like I have literally spent all week writing pitch ideas, coming up with content ideas, phoning, researching, I think, you know, updating CVs, updating online profiles, all the usual stuff. I mean, it's obviously obvious to do that. Um, but it's stuff like, you know, researching, it's our jobs as creators to sort of know as much about a certain subject matter or not about the industry as possible. Um, so it's like, I'm now, I'm not a live stream expert. So that, that, that comes down from Undefined Media. So the live stream show that we're going to be doing from Saturday night, I, I couldn't, I don't understand how that works. I don't understand the tech, but Jim does. So Jim from Undefined Media is teaching me how this works. So I'm learning from somebody else. We're collaborating and we're learning from somebody else. So it's really important, I think, that for that to happen because if you know, I've never done a live stream multi-camera show before. Um, I've done tons of live TV shows with galleries and camera crews and whatever. I understand how that works. So it's 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 teaching technology and learning something new, and I think that's really important for us to try and do. Um, you know, I'm the guy that took seven days of watching YouTube videos to have to do a bloody WordPress website. Like I'm rubbish with tech, so I need assistance and help. You know what I mean? So you, we cannot. It's back to that thing. You cannot do it on your own. Now, in terms of finding that work, I, as someone who loves casting, I always look upon finding jobs as casting work. So I've always treated getting my clients as casting work. My phone doesn't ring. People know, people in TV know that I've stepped back for a year and a half now. People don't call me for TV jobs, which is fine because I'm trying to do my own stuff. But obviously trying to do your own stuff means that no one's calling me. I have to go out and find it. So I spent, I've spent the last year and a bit 
like casting my jobs. So I've been looking at all the places that I may want to make content. Oh, this brand is spending money. They're doing stuff. Branded content's kind of becoming the king now. Where can I find my work? Um, so it's just being clever and writing lists. And I wrote spreadsheets and lists of different types of businesses. And I was like, you know, these are all the kind of really cool, you know, general pants, YD, all those like, um, all those kind of closed stores that may want to have content that, that are sort of Australian, Australian brands specifically that may want to have content. Um, and they often do, they just, and they, they, they kind of do stuff in house, but they don't know how to do it properly. And I think as, you know, certainly with TV people, our skills are so transferable. And I think we get so locked down in, oh, I haven't got a job at Endemol Shino, I haven't got a job at Fremantle, there's no work at Warner Brothers, that's it, the, my career's over. It's like, actually, it's not. You've got to really adapt, because right now, everyone's going to have to adapt to do to working differently and working in different types of content that they've never done before. So uh, that's really, really important. I mean, an example is someone who's unfortunately not on this this chat right now, but his name's Joseph Weber. I met him off of Instagram. Oh, jo I think Joseph is here, actually. Um, is Joseph, are you there? You there, Joseph? I think he's online, but he's, oh, can't hear me. No, that's not him. Um, I'm going to just speak on his behalf. There he is. Oh, there we are. Joseph? Do we have a Joseph? Yeah. Are you there? Oh, Hello. yeah, here we go. Yay, Hi. Joseph. So Joseph is someone um, that I have worked with. I met Joseph on Instagram randomly in January, and I was following his content. I thought, God, this guy looks fucking great. His content's really cool. Who is this guy? And we met for a coffee, and within a week, we were already planning a music video, and we made we shot a commercial for a thing for a uh, branded content for a, a menswear health brand from America. Like it just happened really quickly, and that was just reaching out on Instagram. And I'd never have normally done that, but we met for a coffee and we got on straight away and we started collaborating. And I'll let Joseph explain, but he's used his time so wisely lately by doing all the assets for an artist and their music video concept. So Joseph, I'll let you explain how that worked because I think it's really inspiring. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, so I uh, have had an indie artist that I've been uh, doing a music video for at the moment. She's releasing her single um, next month, actually. And I've been a big lover of music and I've just sort of seen how the market's kind of going for music artists, in particular indie artists as well, in the fact that, you know, they need additional support in terms of content to promote, you know, their work. So I have been a lover of music videos since I was a kid. So I wanted to give her a little bit more than just a music video um, for her release. So we did a music video, we did a lyric video. Uh, what else did we do? We did a behind the scenes, which Mike shot and produced as well. Um, we did a single cover. And then we're also doing animated stills and all sorts of different content for her to populate through her socials um, to just really, I guess, build up the campaign. So it's like an integrated music campaign, essentially. And I kind of learned that sort of approach by going through, uh, when I used to work at a, a PR agency and just providing a client with multiple assets. And, you know, we just did it all in a one day shoot. It was a long day, it was about a 12 or 13 hour day. Um, but we really were able to provide lots of value for the artist. And moving forward, that's kind of where I personally would like to go in terms of offering my clients more value. I think at the end of the day, it's really mm. important to, to provide as much value as you can. And but Joseph, one of the things that you that I think was really cool about this whole process is that you were able to upskill up what you were doing. So you learning more about color grading and all that kind of stuff that you're you're doing that you're you're developing your skills at. This really helped you grow those skills, right? It definitely did. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a director, editor and producer since a kid basically. And then when I went through uni and then I, I moved to Sydney uh, from Adelaide, 
I always had, uh, you know, directing, editing and producing under my belt. So when there weren't many direct standalone directing gigs, I would be yeah. editing different content for different brands and agencies. And mm-hmm. then if I wasn't directing or editing, I'd just be standalone producing content for people. Um, so having those kind of, you know, multiple skill sets, um, you know, really helped streamline the work and just, it gave me a really consistent, uh, consistent workflow. I've been a freelancer now for about a year uh, before that I was a full-time at different agencies and whatnot um, but having been a freelancer now I've been able to just keep the work flowing through and even now with um, you know the whole corona issue at the moment I'm still doing a lot of remote editing so um, for you know new clients and, and older clients um, so that's really helping me keep the money flowing basically um, yeah and also going through this project with this indie artist I just taught myself how to clean skin in, you know, DaVinci Resolve, which is a color grading platform and just really just doing it. Um, You know, when there's budget limitations, you know, I just take on the work myself and, you know, just by doing it, you understand how to do it when you have someone else color grading for you, you know, you just have a better understanding of the platform and what it can do. So it all just integrates and just helps, helps everything really. And I suppose as well, like, you know, there are, there are so many people with multiple skills. Like I know, um, I'm just going to single him out. Sam Collins is here. Who? Hi, Sam. We can. Are we going to just up, put your mic up? Hang on one second. Is it Sam's iPhone? Maybe. Yeah, it's probably that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sam. Hi, Sam. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. Yeah, good. So, Sam. Just everyone knows Sam is an exceptional DOP. He's done pretty much every major TV show in the land. I last worked with Sam on All Together Now, the Channel Seven. Um, fantastic Channel 7 show that was the highest rating launch show of the year and they didn't recommission it. Don't know why, don't ask me why, but I never understand the networks. But um, but Sam is um, an amazing creative and I know Sam, you've had a lot of gigs cancel on you as well, haven't you? Mate, it's um, just literally everything has gone away. I'm finishing a couple of skills projects, which I can still sort of chip away at. But interestingly, I'm sure everybody's on these Facebook groups as well, but it seems universal across the industry. Everybody... Yeah. Who uh, who does things similar to what we're doing is in this boat. So I've been di- trying to diversify for a couple of years. I'm branching out more into skill uh, skills and a few other things. I've started a coffee business. Hmm. Um, but yeah, mate, uh, it, it's universal. Um, I'm constantly trying to sort of think of ways and, and, and things to do. But that's why it's really refreshing that you've got this chat together. Um, when we get to the point of, of sort of talking about ideas, I might have a few things to throw at you. Understood. But what Absolutely. I also want to come out of this, which is something that I'm finding really frustrating right now, is that there's all this talk of assistance and uh, financial support, and I've been trying to navigate that with the assistance of my accountant, and it's a very clear and murky path. And I think we're all going to be going down this, even if it's just in the short term, until we can make things happen. And I think uh, collectively we need to help each other out on how to navigate this process because that could be just what's kept putting food on the table for a few weeks, you know, or a few months until we can get stuff going on. And that's something that we can get into immediately, you know. Someone can say how they navigate, navigated the MyGov site to actually yep. activate a payment. I've never been on I tried last night to have a look. Um, my my situation is a bit precarious because I'm on a Kiwi passport and I'm actually on a special CSP visa. So I've never lived in New Zealand, but my mum is from New Zealand, just so everyone knows, and I'm from London, but I'm able to be on a New, on a New Zealand passport. I don't have PR because no, no one, we don't need it. And I don't have citizenship, I don't need it. 
but ultimately that means that I am exempt from any form of government support here in this country. Now, apparently they're making dispensations, but I still cannot find information about that. I tried to go on the MyGov website last night. It, it, was, it was down. You then need this special code that everyone has been queuing up for six hours at bloody Centrelink to get. And then they're saying you don't need to queue up for six hours at Centrelink, but everyone already has. So, you know, sending lambs to the slaughter there for no reason. I don't know. It's all a bit of a mess. I think what would be really useful is if someone does spot somewhere, because it's something that I haven't, nav I haven't worked out myself yet, is if they see how the process is for a freelancer, it's always like a production manager or someone needs to write down the step-by-step -step guide and post it everywhere so everyone can see it. And yeah, we all, and, and we all and follow the same you know, suit. If it doesn't apply exactly to you, it'll help you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, for instance, if you've got a tax debt, if you contact the tax department right now, they'll defer that for six months yeah. and reconsider it yeah. in another six months. Absolutely. So I had a sizable tax debt and they put me on $25 a month. So that's a massive weight off my shoulders. I contacted my bank and I've got a mortgage hiatus yeah. for three months to be reviewed in three months. These are just the practical things that yeah. just right now yeah. just got to clear our heads so that we can get into this creative stuff. Yeah, my bank, my bank, I've spoken to my bank, they have um, frozen my credit card for six months, both of them, and they've also, my car loan has been frozen as well. And that's not going to mount up in debt as in like, it doesn't, doesn't mean I ever had to pay it, but it, it, the interest is frozen and I don't have to pay those things. So I really suggest everyone do that. I'm just going to throw it to I just Cooper. think that's uh, a discussion which we should probably put more time into and that should be a separate virtual yeah, meeting. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. All that stuff is so important that it, yeah. it needs to be an How hour to, spent yeah. on it. And people it's buy, a really good idea. If it's, if it's in a week's time, yeah. by that stage, people would have gone through the process. would be a lot more clearer. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's no, worth I agree. looking at that as a... Yeah, the, the follow-up meeting. Great head start. No yeah, thank you. Think clearly. Yeah, if they literally don't know how to um, do it, yeah. Groceries next week. It's such know. a good, it's such a good point, Sam. And I think, I think we're right. And maybe that's what the subjects of, of yeah. this should be next time for sure. Because you know, and we could do one of these again this week. I mean, honestly, it is confusing for everyone. And I know right now everyone's sort of running around with their hands in the air, not knowing what to do. But I think we just have to. There is, there is going to be no right answer to this, and, and it's clear to me when it comes back to getting work from whatever sector, none of us, no one's equipped to deal with this situation that we're in now. No one has any guides. There's no parameters in place. There's no sort of um, plan B emergency procedure activate button. You know what I mean? Like no one knows what's going on. So what we need to do is the world is stopping. Everyone's working from home. But one, someone made a really good point to me last night on the phone. It was a musician I spoke to, the lovely Tom Linder. I know some people here might know who that is. Um, and Tom said to me yesterday, he goes, Mike, Everyone I know is unemployed and everyone I know is losing their work. He said, but that's because all my friends work in the same industry. He said, there are so many industries, people are fine. The money's still rolling in. They may be sent home. They may be being forced to use a little bit like one day a week of their sick pay or one day a week of their <coughs> entitlement just to help the business out. But they're still getting paid. So it's actually, it's not as, it's a, it's a large amount of people that are in this situation, but most of the country are still earning. Um, and that's the thing. So people, the money is being spent. And money is still going into the systems. Online shopping is dramatically increasing. Um, things like that. So there is work for us out there, but we're the ones who are going to have to create it and make sense of it and make it make sense to the clients. So this is this is why trying to do like a live stream production or trying to monetize um, the situation in this way is smart because we're sort of set, we've got to pitch the idea 
to invest in what we're doing now. It's not just the idea itself, but it's the model of how we're doing it. So with our show that we're doing on Saturday night, I've had to pitch it to a lot of people to go, hey, we're going to pitch a budgetless production that is entirely survives on the donations that people may watch our show. If we have, you know, and looking at the figures of what people are doing online right now, a lot of things are getting huge amounts of traction because people are bored rigid. And with, you know, it's only a certain amount of time for all the TV channels are just going to be running reruns. And subscription-based services are the ones that will survive this because Netflix have reported an increase in growth. Um, you know, Foxtel is reporting an increase in growth. So people are buying subscription stuff because they need to watch TV at home. And let's also face it, parents are going to get bored. Um, parents are going to get bored by um their kid you know their kids are going to get bored sorry so they're going to be wanting to keep them entertained so is there an, is there ideas in that is there classes or is there you know fun entertainment things we could do for younger people that keep the kids entertained that are is a pay-per-view i'm sure i know my brother would pay five dollars to keep his two children shut up for an hour you know because they're driving him crazy so you know there we've got to think about what people are needing right now and how we can provide that sort of content now there's a message here from um alice um, who sent something in. So she says, um, hi all, my name is Alice. I'm a freelance image researcher and treatment designer. So we'd be keen to help with any pitch productions. That's fantastic, Alice. I'm definitely going to speak to you afterwards. In terms of ideas that could help us all, I think collaborations with popular vend vending machines, uh, sorry, ven popular venues, vending machines, popular venues, comedians, to gain a bigger audience for these online shows, as mentioned on, as, as monetizing YouTube, um, agreed absolutely we need to share info with each other and help each other so we can keep on doing our gigs yes so I wholeheartedly agree now the show we're doing on Saturday night Alice on that point is it's hosted by a, Australia's most famous drag queen and a Channel 7 presenter who's giving up his time um, and we're going to be Skyping in a load of celebrities um, so we're announcing it tomorrow but it's got people like Rhonda Birchmore, Tanya Hennessy, Justin Hill, um, Charlotte Crosby people that are, you know I've been selling the idea to agents to say They'll get a bit of a fee. I don't know what it is. There's a pot of money and I don't know how much they're going to get. It could be $100. It could be $10. It could be $1,000. I don't know. But essentially, uh, everyone, everyone who's taking part in this will get some cut of the pie. Um, and that's down to our viewership. That's down to how well and how hard we promote it and get people watching. So it, we can lean on people and they're all looking for content. M. Rossiano is a great example. I made a show for it through my business. I, I contacted M. Rossiano in August last year and she had announced that she was doing a tour and I emailed her and said I don't know you you don't know me but I'm a big fan and my company we would love to film your show I don't know how we make it work I'd love to film it she said thanks very much not sure what's going on we'll get back to you and then three months later I had a phone call walking my dog and it was her and her manager and she said we're doing a show in 10 days we wanted we want to get it on TV um can you shoot it and I was like oh my god shit, yeah and then all of a sudden we're on the phone to channel 10 going okay you could pay for it and then we literally got given, it was a mere 56 grand, in, including GST. It was nothing. We got an hour and a half live show on Channel 10 that Monday, the following Monday at 8.30 in the evening. So it was like an amazing gig. It's super turned turn it around so quickly. The point being is that I, that would never have happened had I not reached out to her and thought about it. It's a great example on, you know, she wouldn't know who the hell I am. She'd never find, correct. she wouldn't find me online if she was Googling for a production company. But I went to her. So it's like, who are all those people that you could be pitching to going hey she's now doing she did a live stream show on friday night from her house she had 157,000 people watch it 
just M. Rossiano, and she hasn't got the biggest profile. She's doing one again this week, and she's going to be doing Donate Per View. She's in, she's in line to make some serious coin this Friday. So people are thinking about it. And of course, it's donations. So people aren't thinking, oh, I want to watch these three things this weekend. It's going to cost me $30. It's like, oh, I could, a couple of dollars there, a couple of dollars there, a couple of dollars there. And everyone is teaching and changing people's habits about how they're watching stuff. And people are already doing it. They're already online. I know friends that are going on Instagram and live streaming, you know, connecting it to their phone, like, like Chromecasting to their to their TV and watching really stupid Instagram videos on their telly because they're bored of what's on telly. People are watching content differently and we forget how much um, and what the variety is that they've got. So um, yeah, I think it's, I think we need, really need to be thinking about it. Does anyone else have anything they want to chip in about ideas and content? I don't know if, we can't see everyone, but, um, oh yeah, Sam? Oh, one second. Let's have a look, sorry, where is he? There he is. Thanks, I'm sorry about that, mate. Oh, are you there? Yeah, go. Cool. Listen, yep. I've worked in the children's entertainment TV space for, oh, I've done multiple shows for various productions. It's a massive sector. Mm. It's international. It translates across borders. It's cheap and easy to to create. And honestly, that's the new market. Like yeah. you said, you you know, all these kids are now at home with devices. I think um, there's a hell of a lot of room to come up with something that's uh you know uh, you don't even need to usually innovate too much in that yeah. space you just need to be entertaining um that's where my mind is going right now in 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 coming up with something like a a new show that cuts to um kids or or puppets uh discussing the day you know like what mm. uh, lockdown tv or whatever yeah. you know and yeah. um workshopping up an idea that's a doable thing yeah there and there's a neat little product and i think you're going to find every parent scouring for entertainment for their child will at least 100%. check it out yeah you know 100 <laughs> percent. and look people aren't out uh, the thing for me as well as the gigs thing you know when people go out to a gig or they go out to a bar you know they go to a bar and they pay an entry fee they pay the entry fee they're buying drinks they're you know spending money on food whatever it is they're shouting rounds of shots for their mates. That's an expensive night out. People aren't doing that now. They can't do it. So people are sat there. And now I wouldn't think, I used to really think twice about, oh, I want to watch that film on Apple TV. It's $6.99, oh, for God's sake. It's $6.99. If I went out that night, I'd probably spend $69.99. You know what I mean? Like, well, probably $699. <laughs> no, me and the shots, the amount of shots we do. So it's like, you know, you spend, you know, we waste money all the time. And it's just changing people's habits. It's convincing people, watch this and pay this and you'll have a great time. And it gets people into it and i think sam it's, it's absolutely right i know there's a there's a, a great artist down in melbourne queenie vandersan who a lot of people might know in the theater, music theater world she's phenomenal talent uh she has a great alter ego called jan vanderstool um and she is now doing online music classes um for her students and they're paying as they would to do that you know there are there are fitness people that are shooting really great fitness videos. The guys from Amazing Race, Tim and Rob are a great example. They're doing live Instagram fitness videos which launched on Sunday night. So they can, they can, and they're asking people for donations. But the one thing that a lot of people are doing badly is the production value. So this is where we as creatives can come in. So, you know, and as people with ideas and how, because we can steer people ships because everyone can get a phone. Everyone, everyone's a producer and director nowadays. I mean, how many Instagrams have you seen of people going, I'm a producer and director and they're like 12 years old, you know, because they've got a mobile phone. And it's true, everyone can make content, but the quality is the difference. So 
you know, whilst, and I think it's fantastic, all these clubs and bars around the country live streaming their DJ booths and pumping music into people's homes. The actual vision is really, really boring. So how do you make that into a more exciting content? So, you know, that's where we can step in. And obviously it's, it, you know, I know people are worried about unessential gatherings and how the health and safety of this works. Well, shows like Big Brother, I mean, the, the first AD is staying in my house at the moment. Shows like Big Brother are still operating because they're adhering to very strict health and safety rules. So even though everyone reads in the, reads in the press that the second, second person twice removed who knew the art director has been diagnosed with COVID-19, they're actually able to um, continue the work because they're, they're doing it in a very safe way. It's unnecessary people coming in, unnecessary um, people um, you know, on set. So they're reducing numbers. So a live stream production is extremely minimal. There's going to be about nine people on set, nine, 10 people on set on our show on Saturday. That will make a huge difference to um, the health and safety of our show. We've got it, and that's way, way, way below the four square meter thing. So we're more than safe. You know, even our, even our artists are gonna be socially distanced on stage, all that kind of stuff. As long as you're adhering to the rules, this stuff can still happen. And it is, you know, not uh, unnecessary. Everyone thinks, oh God, we're not, we're not the BBC, we're not ABC, we're not, it doesn't matter. Every, lots and lots and lots of businesses are operating in the same way. You know, the way a cafe can still stay open and serve coffee, even if it's takeaways, because the size of the venue means that there's still enough space for all the staff to operate. They might have three or four people making coffees and making cookies in the, in, you know, in, the oven, in the oven, in the kitchen, but they're still able to operate. So it applies to us too. So we shouldn't be frightened to be thinking about, you know, can we go to someone's house? Can we go to a venue? You know, can we go somewhere um, that is closed that we can use as a location? Because um, it will be private. Now, Kyle said, Kyle's question um, came in and he says, um, with the cinemas closed and entertainment places closed, he's looking to an online film festival, which would be great. Yes, the London BFI Queer Film Festival is about to do this. Um, so you should definitely look at that, Carl, because um, a friend of mine who works on it is they're, they're launching it now. And also Eurovision are currently looking at um, a way. I spoke to Montaigne's manager yesterday and who's our Eurovision entrant. And they're looking at ways to do a live stream festival where all the artists in every country can live stream into Eurovision so it can still be watched. So, that, so it still goes ahead. Um, so, yes, those situations are possible. Um, and... Obviously, um, people are worried about their content being shown online because it could be stolen. I think the only way to do that would be to treat it like a screener. So like people at BAFTA get sent movies before they're released, but it has the word BAFTA strapped across it, or it has every every five minutes the word BAFTA come. This is a BAFTA, this this film is owned by BAFTA. So it's impossible to to play it anywhere else without people knowing it's been pirated. So things like that should be taken in consideration for these film festivals. Um, you know, we're talking about doing a link to film, a queer screener partnering with our show on Saturdays. Um, so we're going to be doing queer film of the week and we'll be sending them to a link where they can watch it. And we're talking about a similar process. So it actually allows people to watch movies and stream movies. So there are ways in which you can, you can do things. It's just being clever about how you're protecting the material. So does that answer the question, Kyle? I'm just looking at you. Is that a yes or no? Shall we put him up? Hang on. Oh, it's kind of, kind of, kind of. Hang on. Where is he? There he is. Are you there? Oh. Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Okay, great. Um, I was more talking about, not specifically about the, the online issues around stealing content. I think f especially for me, it's more about, as I said in the, the little group 
thing, the message yeah. group chat, is it's more about the premiere status with distributors and directors in the fact of how you can make sure that um, it's not changing because you're playing it online, if that makes any sense. And that's probably a really... Do you mean like... Thing. Do you mean like, so if the film's premiering at your film festival, how mm. do you show it, um, um, how, you know, with, if, so your film's going out, so it's meant to be the Australian premiere of this film, how does it just stay, that, stay giving it that status, is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, you, I, you lock it, so any people in Australia with Australian IP can um, watch it, so it's just okay. like your territory lock it. So okay. you pick a service like Vimeo or YouTube, and you can just lock the territory. I mean, this is what American TV chat shows do every night. So like Jimmy Fallon, you can't watch their stuff immediately. They, they keep it locked for a week and then it can be shared. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, cool. But it's up to you. There's another question of how do you actually get people to donate? Is there an app for it? So everyone that I've seen at the moment is using PayPal. Um, what we, the way we're doing it is there are different, there are different methods. Um, is Jim, is this something you want to answer to do with our show? Yep, I'm going to throw to Jim and he'll explain how we're doing it this weekend. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks, Mike. Um, yeah. So, look, we uh, there's, there's a couple of different ways to monetize a show. Obviously, because we're going for the pay, the, the, the I guess the DPV yeah. uh, model of donate per view. It means we don't need to put an actual paywall in place. So it, it makes it substantially easier for us to to execute that. We will have PayPal as well as um, it's incredibly easy to link uh, Stripe to uh using squarespace we're just i mean my, my background is is web development uh for a long time previously before i got into uh, doing um media and video full-time so and i've and I built full-scale e-commerce solutions but i think right now what we need to do is just use the tools that are there straight out of the box and in the most effective way possible uh so yeah it took me like 10 minutes to set up uh, yeah. our stripe account uh to donate and the same with even less time with PayPal. Mm. Uh, we do work with Vimeo uh, and use their uh, pay-per-view and over-the-top yeah. products. Um, but they start at about 500 bucks a month, uh, even for a basic setup. So that's, and, and you can't just sign up to that. You need to actually talk to them, have a sales call. Uh, I mean, aside that, there's definitely room in the market for a, uh, for a very slick cloud-based um, pay-per-view platform that anybody can use um because the monetization methods behind youtube really aren't paying off unless mm. you're in that top five percent of yeah uh, um streams so and then we, we've built our own products to do to handle these things and we tend to roll them out on a client by client or project by project yeah. basis um but i think it's definitely something that i'm getting asked about on a daily basis now so yeah if and, and if i can't find a product to use that uh just is anybody else can use if i've if i've struggled to recommend stuff that mm. say mike who took six months to build his wordpress website can use um then <laughs> it seems to me there's a disconnect and it's it's just going to be the only the really technical guys that can actually get mm. the um, the pay-per-view stuff up and running but that's where collaboration comes in absolutely so that's why you know for example jim and i are working together on this um we're both heavily invested in this show because we will make money from it, we hope, you know, from this show on Saturday night. Um, but, you know, they, I, I wouldn't be able to do this without Jim. Do you know what I mean? So Jim's bringing all the tech know-how, um, you know, and I'm bringing a creative and talent. And you know what I mean? So we're joining forces in that way. And this is the way people should be thinking about, um, you know, 
this, this, again, it harks back to how collaboration is absolutely key right now. Um, we're saying that, I think we answered the question here about um, how would you lock it? And it's like, as Jim just said, it's using the sort of the front of house um, assets that you get from these pay-per-view sites like Vimeo. Ask if that answered their question. Um, Leah, does that answer your question? Yes, thumbs up. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Leah. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, what time are we on? Oh, we've we got, we got 10 minutes to go. Um, shall we just, let's just open it up. I think we'll just, um, let's just unmute everyone. Okay, unmute all. Unmute all. Here we go. So does anyone want to add anything? And whoever jumps in first, go. Yeah, just just wanted to just wanted to mention um, the the person was talking about previously about um, platforms that don't really exist where we can monitor um, our uh, our events, and that, that's that's a really good point. Actually, there's a big market. Uh, oh well, there's I don't know if it's a big market, but there is a market for those sort of uh, platforms. As you said, Vimeo is like five hundred dollars just to register. So, uh, yeah, there's 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 another one I've come come across, which is Stage It. I don't know if anyone's heard of that one. Yeah, but, uh, I've heard of Stage It. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but there there probably is a market for someone like software engineers who, who develop a, a platform like that mm. because I haven't actually come across anything like there was another one, but yeah, it's not it's not being used anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, also, I have to consider, like, for me, if I was to do a production, like, you know, every time I set up a production, I have to invest some money in it from the top. So for me, if I was going to think that if it was a big series where I was getting a 60, 70 grand budget and I had to pay $500 to set up a platform, I just would do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, oh, yeah, I mean, that's not that, I'll get that back from the production budget. Obviously, in the scenario that we're in this week, it's like we, you know, as soon as the first whatever overheads we've spent out of our own back pockets, like that $500 for Vimeo or whatever, that's the first thing to get remunerated out of the, the ticket sales or the view sales, if you like. The, the P, the P, P, V? <laughs> the, no, DVB, sorry, donate per view. I'm getting used to the new jargon. Um, so the, uh, the DPV, the first 500 bucks will go back into paying that and then the rest is the profit. Do you know what I mean? So don't, even if it's $500 in the grand scheme of things, it's not an awful lot of money if you think you're going to be making more back. So it's probably worth if you want to do something immediate like we are to use those things. But I mean, the person who comes up with this new um, technology um, would be amazing. Someone sent a link, just did a quick Google and found this. Not sure if it's useful. I can't he, click the link though. Talk, so, yeah. Oh yeah, is you there, Jeff? Who's Jeff? Ah, do you have a Jeff? Jeff G. G, who's G? Are you there, G? Uh, oh yeah, can we unmute him? He's he's not mute. He's muted. There we go. Sorry. Can you um, hear us, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, Jeff. Did you want to just talk about that for a second? I don't know. Oh, I can't click that link in the setup I'm at at the moment. Um, I literally just googled it, but it looks like it's it does what you guys have been talking about. Pay per view live streaming service. Yeah, clean. So yeah, Jim. I'm sure Jim will jump on that right away. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, it's because it is it is a clever way of doing it. I mean, look, I um. A lot of artists are using just for fans. And I know people, the first thing they think of is porn. So like Pornhub is obviously the biggest porn distributor in the world. Um, and we've learned a lot about porn in the last three weeks, um, Yasmin, Joseph and I, because we've been collaborating on a porn docu-series that we're trying to pitch. Um, and just looking at the world of amateur porn, it's really interesting. But the way that they're going about it is really interesting. And just for fans is this platform. But I know a lot of cook uh, chefs, and teachers and artists and musicians are using Just For Fans as a subscription-based 
monthly setup. So people pay, I don't know if people are familiar with it, you might have heard of it, but the way it works is you can set how much your membership is, and you can have different levels of membership, and um, you subscribe, and it's subscription-based. Again, subscriptions are king right now. Subscript, you subscribe to it weekly or monthly or yearly, and you get a certain amount of content promised each month. Um, you can cancel your subscription anytime, but people are making a lot of money from it. I mean, obviously, you know, a por- you know, an amateur porn star is probably going to make a little bit more than a music teacher because they're, it's probably a bit more desirable to more people, but, um, you know, each to their own. I mean, I've considered it, even though no one's <laughs> going to want to see this, you know, my dog pops in the back of shot. It's a bit of a turn off, but I think, um, you know, ultimately, um, you know, just for fans is good. So any musicians, just for fans, it's like, you know, get on there and you can promote it to your followers and say, if you want to see live gigs, it's like $5 a week. And, you know, suddenly you get, uh, you know, 100 people joining it, 200 people, 300 people joining it, paying $5 a week. Wow, you've just made a nice little tidy sum a week. You know what I mean? Like, it's just things like that to help add your income. And certainly people like, you know, um, the amazing artists, like Didi, who's, who's here, um, who's a f- phenomenal vocalist and has been, you know, done exceptionally well on The Voice on previous seasons and stuff like that. And I've had the pleasure of working with on other shows, um, you know, has had all her gigs cancelled. No one's, you know, is if there are weddings happening, you could still, can you live stream into someone's wedding? I mean, live stream weddings, I've already seen adverts online for um, celebrants live streaming into people's homes to, to marry them because it's still legal, <laughs> apparently. So, you know, it's it's official and it's been documented and recorded. So it happened. And, you know, can you live stream weddings? I mean, there must be money in that because no one's going to get married in the next six months. So... You know, we've. I mean, I filmed a wedding. I filmed the wedding for one of the head, one of the guys who ran runs Mardi Gras. I've never filmed. I've never done a wedding before. And I thought, oh god, what's this going to be like? And it was so fun. Obviously, I was there in the room and I got to drink for free. But the point is, it's like you can still do that. <laughs> Just stock up at your house. But it's like you know, think about is there ways in which you can be, you know, emailing celebrants, going, hey, um, you know. Are you live streaming? Do you need help producing? Do you need a Do you need a singer to live and you know live stream in? I can do that. I can do that. You know, it's, it's just interesting. And using platforms like Zoom are fantastic. You know, it's wedding Zoom weddings are going to become the thing. It's like people. This is going to go on for months, at least six months, and we'll get used to operating this way. It's all about changing people's habits. So think about how you can change the habits of what you the change the consumers of whatever you do whether it's people booking you for live gigs or people booking you to shoot a commercial or people booking you to run a festival or people booking you to edit their content or whatever it is um you know changing the habits of the way you work and changing the habits of the way that people consume your work is the most important thing and we need to be that change because no one's going to do it for us it's all going to happen and evolve in its own muddy way and i really think that's why now as i go back to it collaboration is key talking to people connecting to people like i would love to hear from everyone in this group just to see what you're up to on a one-to-one basis because i want to collaborate more people you know one idea um you know i sat with yasmin the other day and she had this idea and it just sparked this whole domino effect of ideas that we then ended up walking about and it was like she just uh, we were sat in a cafe crying over our lives, you know, um, and all of a sudden she had this, what about, what about this? And then here we go. And then we end up pitching a show. You know, it's like that never would have happened had we not sat there and talked about it, you know? So it's really important to be coming up with ideas, you know, and I th- and, and in any way. And I would be keen to have this group continue and just check in maybe in a week and see how everyone's going. I don't know. It might be useful for people um, if there's a demand for it. I mean, I'm, I, I'm talking to people all the time. 
Um, and I think we should all be talking to people, each other and giving each other ideas because sharing is really where we need to be right now. Um, you know, you no know one person's going to survive on their own, I feel. And, um, you know, I, I think we can all help each other. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, it's, it's I hate to say it, but our industry is never not about money. And, you know, as much as we can do stuff for free and lend our help when it comes to actually making stuff, I think we really need to be trying to get some money in our back pocket because for a lot of us, we're not going to be able to do that any other way. So, um, um, does anyone know if there's any good region locking software that I could use? Kyle, Jim, do you know the answer to that question about region locking? Um, let me get Jim up and Kyle up if that's all right. Sorry, one sec, guys. This is quite an interesting question. So if we unmute Jim and then unmute Kyle. Thanks, guys. Sorry, that's a little bit clunky, but it's good to... Um, yeah, look, actually, that's it's, a, it's probably a longer subject to actually go into right now. Mm -hmm. um, most of the, most of the, 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 the fully featured um, pay-per-view platforms do have geo-blocking and yeah. region-blocking, uh, and that's, that's partly why a lot of them are quite bespoke and quite expensive. Um, that link that, that Jeff's sent through, I have checked those guys out before um and uh i'll definitely do a bit more of a review on that mm -hmm. um but like I, I don't i don't know anything kind of just off the shelf right now that is yeah. super useful for doing region locking but geo locking um, is possible i mean you can do it on youtube and things like that can't you but so? let's um let's link together i'll yeah. link me up with Carl and we'll, i'll have a look uh, we'll, we'll go through exactly what his cool. um what his requirements are and then we can we can make a nice one on those so Ellen's asked a question, will Just For Fans thing only going to work for artists that already have a huge following? Well, the short answer to that is, is, is no, because all these amateur porn stars on Just For Fans started with no followers, you know, and it, they use Twitter to promote themselves because Twitter doesn't have any censorship and you have to be over 13 to have a Twitter account. So Twitter is where they use Twitter as a, as a platform so they can share nude videos and stuff on Twitter and then direct them to watch the full thing on Just For Fans. So that works. So that's their kind of marketing tool. You've got Instagram and you've got a lot of followers on Instagram. You've got a lot of followers on Facebook. You can then promote your Just For Fans through that and do sponsored posts. You know what I mean? So you can advertise yourself for a small amount of money. But also it's just, you know, word of mouth. I think, and it, or every, like everything, it starts small. I mean, I think honestly, like for someone like you, Ellen, um, I think it's a perfect platform. Look into it. I, I know people doing it already. So, you know, musicians using it already. And I think it's really smart. There's a lot of people on there. And, um, you know, it's subscription based and you just got to be making, the better your content is, it's that same thing of like quality over quantity and just making really good stuff. Um, you know, and getting people engaged. I mean, that's that's kind of it. It's, it's sort of promoting yourself in that way, but it's for everyone. I mean, music school teachers will have zero following. They'll only have the mums and dads of the classmates they know. But as soon as you start telling people that you're doing it um, and promoting yourself, word of mouth, and talk to people, I think you'll be you'll be winning for someone like you, for certainly Ellen. You know. Um, can you drop some links in the Facebook group after this of artists using OnlyFans? Oh, yeah, it's actually, well, there's OnlyFans and Just For Fans, but yes, Dan, I can um, certainly do that. Um, it's really, really, really smart way of doing it. Um, and, um, and yeah, and I can throw in some of the amateur porn stars for you, Dan, as well. <laughs> I know you like that. Um, and anyway, all right, well, look, we hit midday. And, um, oh, Sam, you got a question? Hang on one sec. Can we put Sam up just before we go? Hey, Sam. Hey, mate. Listen, can we just start a discussion board where with uh, potential topics that we can discuss next time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
that you know uh, people can suggest things or we can expand on things 100% uh, and sort of come in and go well could this has appeared on the discussion board yep. this looks great let's discuss this kind of thing 100% what I, I would suggest that you, you, everyone still has access to the event page so I would you can post in there so I would do I think a Facebook group would be really good um, and I think if it will set up a Facebook group and we'll transfer that information into it. So we'll manage that data. But if for now, whilst it's fresh in your mind, if you want to just whack stuff onto the um, into the group, into the event page that you saw today, that you clicked through today on Facebook that you're invited to, that you joined, could you just type your info in and then we'll build a Facebook group when we got a moment because we, we're going we're gonna to be quite busy the rest of the day. Um, lost the event page. Oh, just a... You could still look at your event history on Facebook. So when you go onto your Facebook, you look at events and it, it says past events. So you can see all your past events. So, so it should be, you should be able to do that. Just a thought as an interim solution now, whilst we're waiting for the Compu Cup, can we form virtual creative teams and make use of skills exchange to create content and rather relying on monetary compensation? Yes. Will this be open? Will this open up more opportunities for us to collaborate with people? We otherwise wouldn't be in the old ways. Yes, I completely agree. This is what lots of people are doing. Um, and this is what I've been doing all week. I've been reaching out to places uh, and people are talking about that. So should you want to you just put, um, yeah, let's find um, Relen. She's on, she's on. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Relen, are you there? Sorry, yeah, sorry, Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, hi, everyone. Hi, yeah. Um, so I, I really appreciate you setting up this um, sort of a group workshop um, at Singapore where everyone participates during this time. I feel like, Maybe one of the best things that came up um, is the anxiety that was coming out about an unknown future and an unknown future in an industry that is it still going to be sustainable in the in a semi like need to the long term. Mm. But I think I, I personally feel like it's more important than ever right now. What you are addressing that about innovative ways to think about how to like um, utilize the online platform yeah. to think about new ways of creating content today. But I think ultimately, this is probably the biggest opportunity for us to come together yep. on what is it that we haven't done correctly prior to the crisis, uh, and mostly um, more, more the, the fact that have we gone off track? Have we gone off track in um, yep. creating content for the sake of creating content? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Encourage more streaming or like live shows that um, are more focusing on like uh, a voice that is very niche. I mean, it is great to like online, it's great so much like it's great for giving a really great platform for everyone to express themselves. But I'm wondering whether this is also like the best opportunity for us to reflect on uh, new collaboration. Like, yeah. Like new new, new ways to collaborate yeah. with people where perhaps for the interim, we don't necessarily need to think about how do we how do we pitch this sixty um six hundred thousand projects to get to get it up and running on the network? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, but perhaps you know how do we then how do we bridge the gap we have in an industry by you know coupling up more senior people with more junior people, um, making them collaborate together, um, create like more new exciting content in this time because like. We have so much more time and space right now. You know, now yeah. that we're not working in an office with a fixed structure, um, there's just so much more window and room for people to be creative. Absolutely agreed. Absolutely agreed. This is exactly the time we should be doing that. I was saying, collaborator king. I know Jim had a thought on this. 
Yeah, actually, uh, two points. Uh, um, I really agree with what you were just saying there. I think, and I think one of the things is that this is our this is a real chance to elevate what we do and actually make people value mm-hmm. the work that we do. Um, and it goes back to what Mike was saying earlier about not dropping our rates. Not um, it's about creating the work. It's about using what we have and um, and maybe what we don't have, but we know someone else has. Yeah. I mean, I was having a discussion this morning with one of our clients who we were planning on shooting a load of live product launches with. Um, and now their companies even thinking and client is actually even thinking that having the live product launches isn't going to be very easy because we physically have to get people into the same space. And I was saying to them, well, no, look, we can, we can courier a fly pack to you. Um, we can have it. So you just open the box, the laptop will be there, a camera will be there. And then we'll just talk you through setting it up over the, over the phone, or we can send one guy, or if we have, no, there's a remote team somewhere or person Hmm. we can link up and we can. We can solve all of these problems with technology. And I think the way I put it to my client was, imagine that uh, I'm in the International Space Station. I have to treat you as if you're my client down on Earth. And we have to work out some way of doing everything that we wanted to do, but remotely. Uh, And uh, I think that really resonated with him. And he came into that call with a lot of problems he didn't think I was going to have answers for. And I didn't necessarily have the answers, but it it got me thinking about, well, how could we do this? How can we get how can we make our stereo, studio sterile so our control room separate from the live space so oh. we can set it up, people can turn up and they can just plug their laptop in and grab a mic and then it's ready to go. So, mm-hmm. And I think there's all these ideas as well mm-hmm. um, and pulling more people in. I guess the advantage is there's a lot of very senior people who don't have work right now. So yeah. um, I say let's, um, let's pull those resources and absolutely um, some amazing stuff. Yeah, just going out and looking. Sorry, my love. Sorry, you go ahead first. Sorry. Just a really sort of like, and I, I, if it's completely out there, it may not be feasible. I wonder if anyone has thought about using what I meant by like offers and needs rather than money to solve the money problem we have right now. Because the client is not giving money to us. But is there any way we can think about it as a barter system? Can we change skills for clients? Can we, um, you know, propose to make videos for something in return? So if, I don't know, like perhaps we are progressing into a new world where mm-hmm. money is going to become redundant for a little bit until we pick up again in the economy, but perhaps this is also helping us to really think about new ways to, to live. Because ultimately, you know, what can we do if the monetary system is no longer the way to progress? Yeah. I, um, I agree, I agree. Again, it's that thing of, um, you know, it's being clever in how you're selling the idea to people and the reasons behind it. I think you always need to have a clear structure on how it's like any idea. Um, you know, whenever I think of an idea for something, I think of the setup, the hit and the payoff, the setup being, what is it? The hit being the actual product and the payoff, what are they getting from it? Those are always my three stages of approach. So it's like, you've got to, we got to think about that in terms of what the client might want and like making videos for someone. Um, and, you know, it's, it's that kind of, um, it's making video, you know, making video content for people um, or coming up with ideas of video content for people. It's like, why would they need this now? And I think that's the big picture on, on where we're convincing people to spend money. Um, you know, I know for a fact that YD Menswear, who we've just lost our second season of this show that we did, that we started last year for them, are frightened to spend money at the moment, but they have money. They've just put a pause on everything. And it's like, okay, so how am I going to convince them to do something else? And I know this whole thing, a lot of people talk about live streams, you know, 
how do we get live streams doing it? If people can't gather, how do we get live streams? Well, you know, you can, you can, as, as Jim was saying, you can courier a laptop with a, with a setup on it. They just have to open it. I mean, we, I used to live stream people into our show in the UK every week um, from their homes. Um, and they're as a surprise. So the person didn't know that their daughter was about to put them live on our show and said, Hey mom, come and look at this computer. And they look in and all of a sudden they're live on our show. And it was, you can do it from everywhere. Um, you know, it's like you can live stream. You don't need, you can multi, you can live stream multiple people into one event. So, you know, there's kind of, it's kind of almost unlimited really. So if you did want to live stream, if you're inviting 300 people to a live stream product launch to all, you know, all people have to do is click a link. Um, you know, like our, our, instead of going onto the Vimeo page for our show on Saturday night, we're just, you, all you have to do is go stonewall.live and, the, and that brings you to it. So it's easy for people. They just have to click a button and uh, live stream in all our celebrity guests from their house, you know, Ronald Birchmore going, I don't know how to use a computer. What do I do? And I'm like, all you do is click a link. It's easy. So you can actually bring people in easily. So it's an easy sell. Um, you know, it's kind of like it, I, there are ways around all these problems. And I think it's that, you know, the technology is there. As I say, I think it's wildly underused in TV in the traditional sense because we just don't really need it. But now we do. Um, so it's that kind of being the change and and being um, proactive in how we're thinking of those ideas. But look, I think this was a, a great start and I, I didn't know what to expect from today. And I, my purpose of doing this, you know, we all talk about, you know, it'd be really good to get some creatives together. I think this is almost, this is our pilot episode, um, who knows? Um, so I'm really glad that everyone's joined and um, I'm, it's so lovely to see some faces that I've worked with before and um, that I've, you know, done stuff with before. I mean, I really appreciate that everyone joining and I hope this has been a, a useful to people in some way and it sparks some ideas because I, you know, it's all about, like I say, even just the ideas, you say something and it makes me go, oh my God, yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't we do that? Or likewise. And I think, you know, what, what, what would be great now is I think um, to avoid any issues with losing the event page, we'll set up a group. Um, if everyone can just email um, the email address um, that was here, I wonder if we can, it's just, just hello at creatingcast.com um, and just say anything that you think we should discuss and I'll collect it in and then we'll do another one of these um, and we'll set up a Facebook group in the interim and hopefully more people will join and we'll do exactly what um, and everyone can introduce themselves on the discussion board exactly so they can say what they do um, you know because we don't have we didn't we, we were wondering how many people going to join and we were we didn't want to go around the room because it could have taken 20 minutes just to get to get, get everyone to introduce themselves so um, what would be great is, yeah, so on this forum now, so Yasmin Kara, producer, let's get everyone to email hello at createandcast.com. Tell me what you do, a little bit about yourself and anything that you want to talk about in this discussion and we'll do another one and invite more people to it. I mean, I'm going to keep pitching and posting about it and um, we're going to we're gonna have to wrap up now. Um, hope everyone has a safe, uh, you know, I know it's shipping, unemployed, um, self-isolated, freelancer who's <laughs> you know in this situation but it, it will change it will it will change and I hate I, I you know kind sentiments doesn't pay our bills and well wishing doesn't pay the bills and I've got I've got a little bit tired myself people going you know but you just got to be positive it's like that doesn't pay my rent but the point is it's like we we will find ways around this and as a community of creatives I think 
there's so many brilliant people out there and um you know certainly within this group as well everyone's everyone's great and it's like let's let's all keep working together and sparking ideas and if anyone's got any projects they think they might need help with reach out um and i would love to help anyone else if you've got an, if you've got say hey mike you know can you give me a brainstorm on this just just put it in the email and um and i'd love to um I'd love to, if, yeah, for the, per- I don't think I can type, but Yasmin, if Yasmin can just type in hello at creatingcast.com, then everyone can see it just to make sure they got it right. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to, and Jim's there as well, Jim at Undefined Media. Um, great. All right. Well, look, thanks so much, guys, and um, have a great day. Thank you. Yay.